everyone and welcome back to no beer left behind your number one spot for all things craft beer current events and uh north texas ramblings we'll just call it that really i I mean we could just sum it your number one spot for all things brian villam and parker related yeah except uh minus parker and villam because they're not on with us tonight frank so it's just everything we'll make stuff up though Mm. Right. In true, in true, no beer left behind fashion, we'll make stuff up. 100% honesty, 20% of the time. That's good. Yep. That's what we do here. Exactly. Uh, Frank, tonight I am drinking the, <laughs> I've got the remnants of a homebrew in my glass. And okay. you'll be happy to know that it did, in fact, blow up all over me um, while I was sitting here setting up for the cast tonight. So, yep. Super, super, super helpful. Uh, when the bottle just continued to foam <laughs> all over my desk and my carpet. Sorry, this is not the old. This is not the widely known ego tripping Christmas gift of 2016. Mm. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Are you talking about the uh, the worst beer I ever made? <laughs> uh, not the worst beer, but it. Did, I mean, are you talking about the one run, the, running out of the bottle? The one I gave y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was ego tripping at the gates of ale, and that's not what I'm drinking tonight. I do have one of the, I have like four of those bottles left. Plan on we they, gotta go. We gotta open one of those on my birthday. Well, they've well been around I guess f- the, the weekend before my birthday. Okay, that, that'll be the weekend we have everybody down. So, so, sorry about that. Uh, we we <laughs> I've got I think I've got four bottles of that left. It's been over nice. a year. Uh, April 2017 is when I bottled it, so that's good. Anyway, uh, but no, this is the ESB that decided to go ham. What's weird is like it's just simply overcarbonated. <laughs> like the taste of it is it's pretty good. It tastes like an ESB once once you let it off gas for a good twenty twenty five minutes. It's good. It's fine. And after that, it's all good. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, and then I've got some uh, New Orleans beers on the lineup for tonight, but we'll cover those once they open. Frank, uh, what what are you doing down in Austin Actual besides trying to stay somewhat cool? You know, uh, it's it's funny. We because we're not a parking lot, we cool down very fast. And right now, I I'd I'd be lying if it's more than eighty two degrees out there. And it was 102 today, not even two and a half hours ago. So I can't complain as much about the heat as everybody in Dallas and parts of Oklahoma and where the city planners just said, you know, what the hell, the hell with any sort of kind of urban heat management plan. Nope. Just pave it all. Yep. Um, we, we still get down into the low 70s every once in a while, upper 60s here. When it gets to be a hundred degrees, because we cool off very efficiently, so I can't complain too much. We have we have hot, but in the morning it's very manageable till about noon, two o'clock, and then it gets hot again. So the, um, earlier tonight, I'm, I was out on the back patio uh, de-shedding my dog because even though he's got short hair, twice a year he uh, allegedly his breed or the breeds that are in him shed. 
Mm-hmm. And oh my God, like there's another dog running around in our backyard right now. Uh-huh. That's how much hair has come off of him. Anyway, I was on the back patio. I was like, this is actually kind of nice. It's not too bad. I looked down on my phone to see, oh, what's the temp? 95 degrees <laughs> at <laughs> 750. I was like, oh, hmm, that's normal, I guess. This is a good 10 degrees cooler than it was earlier. So <laughs> glass half full. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen, we we are in Dante's Inferno. This is why, I mean, during the winter, we have great temperatures. We we pay for it for a couple weeks here in the summer, and it'll be over before we know. We got probably about six weeks left of this, and then you'll be very pleasantly surprised with low nineties, mid nineties. It'll be nice. Um, so yeah, anyways, it's it's been a decent week. Uh came back from well, we both went to New Orleans. I came back Monday. Um then yeah. Worked and you know, got got back into it. Um slow start at work though. Not really well, we'll get into that later, but <laughs> I'm drinking uh Stella Artois. Stella Artois. I don't know, you know it's just such a consistent, easy drinking beer. You're drinking it out of a can too, right? I'm drinking it out of the can, and I really like their cider too. I don't know why people shit on this beer. It's it's so drinkable and so consistent. There's something to be said for the, at least that component of it. They shit on it because they've never had it out of a can or on draft. Mm. Once you've had it those two ways, you understand how good that beer is. Plus, over That's in a great beer. allegedly, when you travel in Europe, it's essentially the natty light for soccer fans. Oh, well, I've heard that about everything, so. right? Heineken, all of it. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, yeah, good beer. Really enjoyed it. Then um, I'm going to be actually drinking tonight some Pinot Touch. Um, so that's the wine, wine uh, snob in me drinking wine tonight i I had a lot of beer this weekend i mean you're a lot of beer and my a lot of beer are two different things you know i lost i lost weight from the over the weekend (laughs) oh jesus (laughs) yeah it was uh well it was good it was a good time i did a lot of walking and i'll definitely say the the pinotage grape is one of my favorites one of my go-tos so having that tonight i like to have it a little bit colder what I've got in my cup right now is not quite cold enough, so that kind of stinks, but whatever. It's kind of hot outside, so maybe it's a little cold. Um, Brian, I wanted to start the cast tonight with a very simple question from my side. Okay. Have you ever pissed off a Mormon missionary? Um, no, but there's a caveat to that. One time I did slam the door in the face of a Jehovah's Witness. So, uh, but they're not Mormon. Right. I mean, close, right? Like, close. Yeah, sainthood is not far away. For- <laughs> six one way, half a dozen another, right, guys? Yeah. I mean, one just believes in a second book of the a third book of the Bible, and the other believes that you can't have too much fun. You can actually have way too much fun. That's that's yeah. the biggest difference is. Like no no birthday parties fun. No birthday parties, but you can have a Super Bowl party for the Dallas Cowboys. How that works out, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> anyway. So why do you ask, so, Frank? No, reason being, I when I was making this wine run tonight, it, it's the weirdest thing, right? So I go to this gas station. 
that sells our wine, pick up the wine, get like get to getting out of the parking lot, but the road is full. And I look in my rearview mirror and I see this Jehovah's Witness pair, I guess. I don't know. Jehovah's Witness or Mormon? No, they're men. They're Mor- two men. Mor- Mormon? Sorry, or sorry, Mormon. Two okay. men. Two Mormon missionaries. Okay. And they both are like the one gets in the car in the driver's seat and the other one stays outside to help him back out. Now, I don't know if they – this was a rather new Nissan Rogue. I would venture to guess 100% has a backup camera. Um, but this dude is like guiding him out of a – parking space with no cars to either side of him, <laughs> and no one really moving in the entire parking lot so that was odd um the guy pulls out doesn't pull out like fully and back you know like you know if you turned your wheel real sharp yeah you'd cut you'd cut the parking space short yeah that's how he pulled out so god only knows god only knows how um how many times he's hit someone to warrant a backup detector person to go back there and be like, Hey, help me out here. So anyways, first thing I found it odd. Then I kind of get to look at, and you know, you get distracted when you're waiting for the road to clear. Yeah. And I get to doing something else and the traffic just keeps coming. And I don't notice what I'm guessing could probably be at most three or four gaps. That I could have gone. And all of a sudden, this Mormon lays on his <laughs> horn. <laughs> the dude who just needed someone to back him out of a parking space no. is laying on his horn right behind me. I was like, wow. <laughs> I think I think I might be the only person who's ever gotten honked at by a Mormon. It's pretty funny. I'm pretty sure in Utah they sell cars without horns. Everybody's just so courteous. <laughs> So a guy who couldn't get his shit together in reverse now is full throttle. He's bounding down forward. Let's do this. Yep. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, he was really let me have it. Probably <laughs> put in a put in a bad word with man upstairs too. Smite smite his soul is what he said. I heard him. He is smitten. How is smitten? Yeah, like, smitten's like a good thing though. And how well, he's smited, smote, smote. So here's a question, right? Do you you get to choose your location for your missionary do you i don't uh no the book of mormon has taught me anything it's that uh uh your elders or whatever get to pick your place and even though you really want to go to orlando you still end up going to uganda that's what i so, oh, oh well okay this church. this man was a beauty texas for whatever reason he his a, family. A lot of souls need saving down here <laughs> so he's here with a car yeah uh him and his buddy, I don't, I don't. Know. Do you call Mormon missionaries couples? The couple, the thruple. You call them a thruple because it's, the, it's he and him and God. That's the thruple. Oh, That's oh, okay. Thruple. All right, it's the triumphant. Uh huh. It's the so, it's the elder, the elder, and the Holy Ghost. That's the triad. The tri- so, okay, uh, yeah. So, what I found really interesting about this whole arrangement is. So they share the car. Obviously, they walk the same neighborhoods. They're doing it during a pretty like heavy election season, which might be maybe that's part of the strategy, right? I don't know. They don't want to be the only people knocking on doors. But 
more importantly, it is a hundred and some odd billion degrees out here. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, okay, you couldn't you couldn't do this in November. No. Wish people a Merry Christmas, Happy Thanksgiving, and then tell them about Jesus. And whatever super Mormon holiday you celebrate, I'm guessing there's like... I, I mean, they still know Christmas is a thing. They just don't believe in giving gifts. So that, then you can go around judging people with trees. Do you know what that tree is about? Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. Well, that's a bastard. That's, like that's a Hallmark card, okay? That's what we call that. <laughs> start screaming. You know, do you know the true word here? Screaming false. Let, let me sit on your couch and explain this to you. No, sir. I've got a really... Well, no, 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 no. I've, I, 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 I would happily spend about 30 minutes with you. I'm inclined to do this, sir. I've had a honk at a jackass outside a gas station for 10 minutes to get over here. Yeah, yeah Let exactly. Let me sit with you. So they put their swamp ass on other people's couches and tell them a bunch of shit that they don't want to hear. That's well, what, that's what I'm hearing. And they're wearing full fledged Mormon uniform, right? Like long pants, black, white button up, buttoned up all the way to the top button without buttoning the the tie button. Like, I mean, just how? how yeah, exactly. How how swamp assy do you have to be to go inside? Um. Yeah, I don't. Hundred percent swamp ass. That's swamp ass bar is completely full. Guess commitment, <laughs> commitment to a bit. Well, I don't know. We have a giant Mormon church in our neighborhood, and they seem to they seem to mind the flow of traffic just fine. I don't know. Are they are they trying to uh, save the whole neighborhood behind them? No, they know what's up. They saw our fireworks display. They know what's up. America playing that Mormon <laughs> bullshit. They pray. They just pray for you every Sunday. I don't care. They uh, they're not out doing it's donuts. Bro. They're not out doing donuts in the parking lot and uh, causing a big stir. So I'm fine with it. But they probably installed the puppets you had for HOA heads. I don't think that there was some giant Mormon conspiracy about the the HOA presidents. Plus. That guy was kind of a dick. He flipped everybody off and told them to go fuck themselves at an HOA meeting. So uh, it's not very Mormon-like of him. Uh, Well, that was actually – you're pointing to the exact um, phrase that was mentioned in his excommunication from the church. He said, this this man, Brother John, attended – Elder John attended the HOA meeting in the neighborhood behind us. Where we had him installed, we had to not only the Manchurian the neighborhood, but also take some treasury money <laughs> so that we could fund our new roof. Skim a little off the top. I do this congregation. So and then big. Brother John told everybody to go fuck themselves, <laughs> and for that we need to excommunicate him. I think he, kick I think, him out of the church. I don't think he had anything to do with the Mormon faith. He was the guy was a d bag. It's just just Catholic. I, he he needed Jesus. What he need? <laughs> he need. Well, so yeah, that was my funny story from today. I, I've never had a Mormon get mad at me, even when you close the door in their face, which I never do because they're always so polite. Yeah, you I just... normally I normally take the plan pamphlet and I say thank you. I I go to a Presbyterian church, which oh. is a lie, but you know. <laughs> Does that they don't the, know that. It makes it feel better. That, does that stop the conversation? It does. Okay. It does they judge hard. They're yeah. like, oh, you guys have gay pastors. Whoa. Lutheran, I think, is what you're talking about. No, Presbyterians do, too. They were one of the first. Okay. So that's good. 
They have gay pastors. Did you tell them I'm a gay pastor? You should tell them that then next time. I, maybe that will I should. stop all. I mean, I'm ar- I'm already lying to a a man of faith, of Jesus. So <laughs> yeah, why not? Man of the cloth lies. Why not Who make cares? it? Why not make it count? Right? Yeah, like, sure, go all make in. Make it count. <laughs> oh God, you're going to hell with gasoline drawers on. <laughs> well, I mean, I have a lot of good people joining me there. Um, so the other the other thing that I wanted to ask you: Did you see? Uh, on a, I guess, do you have any lighter notes? Because this is a darker note story. <laughs> no. Uh, go ahead. You've already pissed off Mormons. Who else you got? Well, so kind of sad because I actually kind of like her music. But Demi Lovato had a had an overdose yeah. on heroin. Yeah. That kind of sucks. Did you hear more about uh, Mrs. Bryan is balls deep in some Demi Lovato news this week? Uh, She's a great artist, man. I hope I hope she can figure shit out. But did you hear how she was not something you kick? Did you hear huh? how she was partying? No. So her and her uh, group of friends decided to they were gonna they were gonna throw down. So they wanted to party smart. So they, do you throw down with heroin? They, well, these I don't people, know if you throw down. These people did because they brought Narcan with them in case they OD'd. <laughs> Oh God! Come on! And that's what uh, that's what prompted the police to be called and the paramedics to be called because they had injected her with Narcan and she still wasn't responsive. That's, yeah, so you gotta. So apparently, they need to sometimes triple, quadruple the dose of Narcan. That's intense. That's crazy. Well, hopefully, she can find a some new friends because any friends partying balls with an addict is not a friend of mine. Dicks, yeah. And uh, yeah, and get her get her life straight because she was going well there for a while, making some good music, and then she made music about her relapsing, and no one yeah. seemed to take a like give a shit about it, which is weird to me. I didn't even know she made that song. I yeah, I didn't. Fo- I, I don't. I'm more of a casual follower, but I also like always have liked her music when it came when she when she puts out something good. I'm like, man, she's really good. She's really talented. Good for her. And yeah, I I definitely would have thought Lady Gaga would have OD'd on heroin before Demi Lovato did. If you just look at the two personalities, did I tell you but, about the time that Mrs. Bryan went to a Demi Lovato concert? Uh, no. So I got tickets through work for an American Heart Society concert, like benefit BS. Anyway, it was Demi Lovato and a bunch of country artists. So Mrs. Bryan and Mrs. Bryan's friend, who we went to New Orleans with. They both went to uh, Jerry World, AT&T Stadium in Arlington uh, to watch a concert with Demi Lovato and these like country artists. Well, <laughs> it came time to change sets and uh, the DJ was playing in between you know, while, the, while the people were on stage moving stuff around for the next act to come up. And on the screen pops, like, like you can clearly like an introduction for someone. And it's like, text come up on the screen. 19 Billboard number one hits. Best, you know, number one best-selling album in America. Everybody's like going crazy, like just ready for Demi Lovato to pop out on stage. Yeah, fuck yeah, we're going to do this. Brad Paisley. The (laughs) next graphic that pops up just says, one stroke. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Randy fucking Travis walks out on stage or whatever his name is. The country artist <laughs> who had just, is recovering from a stroke <laughs> that he had. Like, gets out on stage. And Mrs. Brian's exact quote was, it was the saddest performance I've ever seen in my life. And I've never seen so many teenage girls visibly upset that it wasn't Demi Lovato and that they're having to watch this man who's recovering from a stroke struggle to sing America the Beautiful. (laughs) I have a legitimate similar experience that happened at the Presidente Festival. And the only reason, I mean, you know me, the only reason beyond the fact that it was fucking awesome for me going was because Mark Anthony was going to perform live and I could finally see him, right? Mm -hmm. And... Dude, it's like 2 a.m. and everybody's pretty much at this point, you lost track of how many artists had performed, but you think it's got to be Mark Anthony time. And Mark Anthony has this anthem of the, like this Latin anthem where he calls out every, um, it's, it's not him, it's another band, but he's doing the, um, he has a singing part in the song. And they like do, they, they shout out like each Caribbean and Latin country and and it's it's this anthem and as soon as this anthem started playing i was like fuck yeah we got mark anthony next the anthem's playing it's got to be mark coming out and it's fucking maluma okay now maluma (laughs) is this he's a good artist nothing wrong with him no mark anthony (laughs) like absolutely everybody was just like get this motherfucker off the stage no one's got time for this but yeah, there we were watching Maluma, and I went um I uh, I couldn't wait until four thirty for Mark Anthony to get on, which is when he got on. Thirty in the morning, four thirty in the morning. That no. motherfucker was on the stage. No, and he his his contract had so we we knew the the head of Presidente in all of Latin America, and that's how we got into the concert. So. And he uh, he he was telling us, he's like, you know, just so you know, Francois, Mark Anthony might not perform tonight because his contract stated if the concert. So it it was actually kind of smart in the Dominican. They knew the Dominican artists were all going to be performing like they were the fucking headliner because they're in the Dominican. So they all went 30 minutes, several bad bunny. Okay, he's the he at that point was the new artist. Now he's like a massive artist. But at that point he, he had, I don't know. He had maybe three songs that people knew. And I like bad bunny, but he was performing like he was fucking Elvis out there. And they eventually <laughs> at like an hour 45 into his set, just cut his mic and cut all started playing ads over the fucking, right? <laughs> and, they didn't the, the, actually. They didn't cut his mic. They cut his music and started playing the Presidente Festival ads that they had commitments from sponsors, and he kept rapping over the ads. And they eventually had to bring a guy out to be like, "Dude, get off the fucking stage! Like you're way past your time." I mean, it's a bold move. That's, yeah, to rap. So, over but ads. every Dominican artist was either late or went long and ended up just yeah pushing Mark Anthony to four thirty a.m. and. But yeah, that that tease happened to me too. It's it's devastating when you're like, oh, we got to be there now. This is what I came for, and it, it's it's especially nice when it's a little bit earlier than you thought. Yeah. Um, Mark Anthony wasn't earlier, but I could imagine if Randy Travis played and then Demi played, you were like, oh, this is good. Yeah, Demi's on stage at about nine o'clock. We're good to go here. Nope. <laughs> 
Nope. Got to listen to Randy Stravis and his fucking electro scooter. Did they bring out a uh, Mr. Diabetes? No. You check your blood sugar. You check it off. <laughs> they didn't bring out Wilford Brimley. There's no um, reason to bring him out. Well, <laughs> have they, nothing did, to contribute. Did they? Did they play? Did they play? Uh, Xylex ads right before he went on stage. You know, it's not for old people. It was uh, to a fundraiser. <laughs> so, the associate. Yeah, but I mean, Xylex is like a prescription uh, uh, blood pressure medication. Was it? Was the heart fundraiser just full of pharmaceutical ads? I don't think so. I wasn't ha- there, oh. but I don't think so. I don't okay. think that was how it that, worked. That'd be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. <laughs> like a Warfarin ad. <laughs> Art Association sponsored by Warfarin. <laughs> it's like some fucking idiocracy shit. <laughs> we want by... you to find a cure for heart disease, but not too much of a cure. <laughs> it's the heart disease sponsored by butter. and like. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're going too far. Nuke it. Nuke it. Close it down. Fine. Well, we've got a backup Fire the ad. board. We've got a backup ad here from Trans Fats. Is that yeah. something we want to do? How does that work? The Heart Association, now sponsored by McDonald's. It's like the Indy 500 has a new sponsor every three years. By the Indianapolis Police Department. The yeah. first year. Just lighten them up, man. Round turn two, they'll always get them. They're speeding <laughs> every time. <laughs> Sir, you know this is a uh, residential roadway. But, uh, what do you think you're doing here this afternoon? <laughs> Racing? <sighs> License registration, please. Take that helmet off. Look at me in my eyes when I'm talking to you, boy. <laughs> you take that helmet off. God damn. And they, they pull over like the one black guy on the circus. <laughs> On the circuit, every goddamn time I get pulled over. Yeah. What is? I feel like you're really racial profiling out here. We don't do that here in Indianapolis. I'm sorry, sir. Better not I'm, take kindly to your accusation. I'm offended by that. Listen, I I got I got pulled over in Charlottesville last week. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they do down there. I'm telling you, you, you were speeding here, and it's a problem. And we're trying to crack it down. Oh, uh, yes. Racism's still alive, everybody, in case you were wondering. It's a thing. Uh, it still happens. It still so, does, in fact, happen. So, uh, God. What are you doing? Are you doing a little laundry right now? Well, have you ever gone on? into your laundry room and just discovered that something's been leaking for like three weeks? Oh, please tell me you got a big-ass, like, ju- like Costco-sized jug of laundry detergent that's just a sticky-ass mess on top of your washer. No, but I have my dog had kennel cough. Oh, and they give him the suppressant that's like uh, it's a flavored suppressant, and whatever they put in it is like a brown liver flavored something. Yeah, and that shit has now leaked for what I could only imagine to be about three weeks. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, luckily we, we just had our first our first on pod windex cleaning session from frank i'm very excited we did we did did. hey listen only took 120 episodes i've made many a mess normally i go on mute tonight we don't have that luxury so nope on air cleaning happening staying on topic so brian one um, one speaking of clean (laughs) 
Do we want to tackle the dirtiest city in America tonight, or do we want to hold off when everybody's back on the? I cast? would like to cover when everyone's on the cast because I want to get like a unified like look at it, and I don't want to. I don't want to turn it into like a a, a jo session where we're just like beating off the beauty that is New Orleans, nor do I want it to turn into a putting the boots to a city that is on the brink of falling apart. I want it to be oh, a I'm fair... Not, I'm, not, I'm not putting the boot to anything. I was just... No, no, I, I, I know. I can also see, I know my reactions, and I believe we discussed our thoughts. We did a, a debriefing uh, our final night there in New Orleans over a very beautiful beer that you brought me. I'm very appreciative of it, but... We did a little debriefing. I think we share some of the same same thoughts on it. I know Mrs. I, Brian does I'll as well. Say, I'll go back. Um, I'll do it a slightly different kind of priority next time. Now, now having been. Yes. Right? Like, having been now, we kind of know. Having also spent a couple extra days there, I discovered some new things that I think are pretty cool. But, yeah, let's let's talk about – so let's talk about the city actual when everybody's on the cast. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about the beer now. So I'm gonna quickly go and grab myself a new drink. But I'll, you should discuss. I'll discuss the beer that I'm drinking right now, and that okay. way we can we can cover everything together. Right. Go ahead. So if you follow us on Instagram over at No Beer Left Cast, uh, you'll see that the last couple of posts that we've had this week, which is July 25th, the last couple of posts that we've had have been revolving around all of the beer from New Orleans that we brought back, that we, that I brought back, courtesy of Mrs. Brian's suitcase. Anyway, uh, there's some really good stuff down there. Uh, check out the reviews that I've posted up, and then I'll continue to post up as I drink these. The beer that I'm drinking tonight, I'm sticking with that English-style beer. This is a Tawny Twit, an extra special bitter from Wayward Owl Brewing out of New Orleans, Louisiana. This is a cla- they call it a classic English ale with uh, let's see this traditional ESB has a healthy dose of rye malt to impart the spicy edge into the beer. The rich malt base gives it a modest tawny color and body with UK hops adding a smooth bitterness and slightly floral finish. Don't be a twit of course you'll have another. Well it's unfortunate cuz I only brought one back with me. The beer's very good. I would not classify it as a classic extra special bitter um, but it's very good. And it's stupid easy to drink. I will say it's almost like a, it's got this weird backdoor sweetness, which was my nickname in high school, but it's got some weirdness happening to it that it's, it's not off-putting. It's just not what I look for in this beer style. It's also one thing I've noticed New Orleans breweries use a lot of rye, which I'm 100% for. I love rye malt in beer adds a little spicy, like peppery spice, to the malt profile, which I'm all for. It just adds a little bit of complexity, gives it some unique characters. However, the last two beers that I've had from New Orleans with rye added, I have not gotten any rye. This is a prime example. It's smooth. It's malty. There is no rye character here. Even in the nose, there's no rye. It's weird. I don't know why they would put it on the label if it doesn't stand out. Rye is a hard one to cover up too. It's not like it's a it's a malt flavor that goes away. 
So, no, it's also it also can impart some sour characteristics, can't it? No, not rye no. malt. Right now, that is typical in rye whiskeys, where you get yeah, well. Like also, a, the rye grain, like the rye grain in and of itself, can be a little bit more sour when you bake with it. Correct, but typically in beers, it, it's not a standalone malt. I've had rye wine, rye wine being like a, a basically a barley wine, except majority of the malt is malted rye. You don't get any of that sourness that you would typically think of if you thought of like a rye bread or a rye uh, bourbon. You when you think of sourness in beer, also it's a little bit different character. So, um, yeah, my daughter is screaming at the top of her lungs. So I'm gonna let that <laughs> go on for a second. <laughs> anyway, the, the the last, like I said, the last two beers that I've had, not a whole lot of rye malt. It's just it's odd. So I had I had a very interesting experience with a black lager from Port Orleans. <clears throat> Actually, I had a couple darker beers from them. I when I when I get beered out, which it happens way quicker than Brian. Um I I tend to kind of veer towards the darker beers cuz really the beers that are off-putting to me unless I start with them are the sours. Right. So my wife ordered a flight. I just decided to go with little uh, four-ounce pours to, A, make sure that they were cold when I was drinking them, and B, <clears throat> so that I could kind of explore the menu and choose instead of like having the pressure right up front. So I had a um, a black lager that I ended up ordering a pint of that I thought was delicious. I don't know if you ended up getting that in a can i did not but it was it was the right amount it reminded me of the black ipa craze well if, um, if it if it was a if it was a black lager and it reminded you of a black ipa no 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 no, no the, black not, IPA the beer did not remind me of a black ipa but it reminded me of that craze it's like how so similar things that i enjoyed of the black ipa i noticed in the black lagers so you get a little bit more maltiness in it. It's it's it, to me just overall more pal- palatable. The black IPAs never to me were like super hoppy. They always mm-hmm. tended to be a little bit less hoppy than the um the normal IPAs. So I yeah I enjoyed their black lager. Definitely worth picking up if you're in the area or. I think maybe Georgia and Louisiana have a beer exchange program going on because I saw a lot of. Georgia beers in Louisiana, hmm. um, but yeah, it's it was it was good. So Port Orleans, um, that one was good. I did not taste the tea one that you had yesterday. Boy, doggy, <laughs> that one. Uh, I was really excited about it too. It was their what the hell do they call it? Just Porch Days. It's an ale brewed with tea and lemon. And I don't know why, but I thought that it was going to be sweeter than it was. Well, and Brian it was... gave it a real ass ripping on FIFA last night. <laughs> it was, you know, I don't post... let him fool you. Don't let him. That Instagram post was so mild. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I try to. Be... I guess if you can't say anything, say one sentence and have it be supremely neutral about the beer. <laughs> you understand now how I operate our Instagram account. That's why we have. You know, almost fourteen hundred followers. <laughs> but, but here's the deal: if there's a bad beer out there, I will probably never post about it. 
I, you'll hear me talk about it on the cast, but I will never post about it on Instagram. I, I, I the way I handle that Instagram account is if the beer is decent to drink, I'll I'll post a picture and uh, maybe leave a review. I'm never going to dog on it because I don't want to shit on someone's like favorite beer of all time. It's kind of rude to do. However, if you ask me my opinion and and I feel like we're close, which I feel like we're close with our listeners and they're tuning in each and every week, I'll I'll let you know how I feel. And if a beer sucks, you'll you'll know it if a beer if if you ever hear me mention a beer on the cast and you're like, "Oh man, I never heard what Brian thought of it." Don't ask cuz you probably don't want to know. <laughs> Yep. Uh that's kind of how I view it. It's I listen the the kind of not everybody's going to like every beer that they have. Oh no. And that's that is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. I've had a lot of shit beer in my time. <laughs> a lot of shit beer. Some of it was made by me. <laughs> some <laughs> of it was made by some of the like biggest producers in the world of beer and it's just Tis what it is, man. Beer is a living art. It can taste one way one day in a can, and the next day it can taste completely different. So, so Brian, the uh, <clears throat> the other topic that I had on top of mind okay. was on my flight back, we had have – you, have you ever had someone that was clearly too drunk to fly but got on the plane anyway? Never seen that. I don't travel very often by plane, so you you have way more experience in this area. <laughs> I can assume that I could spot it if I saw it. <laughs> like, well, I, normally you don't even need to spot it. You just open your ears because they don't fucking shut up. Oh, but yeah. Nor- normally, the people that are the people that you can spot. So, okay, being too drunk to fly sort of has two classes of person. There's the one person who's like, oh shit. That was too much. I just need to get home now. <laughs> and then there's the person who's like, I was just on Bourbon Street and we, we barely made this flight. <laughs> okay. Is this a that female or is fancy. this just a very. Well, she was like 50. Ah, good. And that was the best part about this. And it was like, and her friend was drunk, but not as hammered. So you also. She probably only had half the drinks. It should be noted that you flew back on a Monday night. <laughs> At 5 p.m., yeah. Yeah, a Monday so, afternoon. Their entire purpose, I guess, Monday was to get as smashed as possible and then get on the plane. Anyways, God bless the Uber driver or Lyft driver that got them there because that, that human deserves a it deserves a pardon. Any crime, whatever, <laughs> give him a pardon. The, the two ladies show up at the gate... <clears throat> Everybody knew their group number. <laughs> and it's it's Southwest, right? So th- you're like A21, A50, B, whatever. So she went to every person in line and asked, are you A10? Are you A10? Are you A10? It wasn't A10, but she like asked everybody until she got to her spot, which I think was like A40 something. Oh, So God. she went through the whole crowd, then um, was trying to text someone. And text, just texted a sentence, but forgot a the, and it it would have been fine, right? Like if you're drunk and you're texting and you forget a the, everybody's like, oh okay, you could still make out a sentence. A sentence without the is still a 
a sentence. It just looks weird. Right. Okay, so her friend is her, I guess... Accountability buddy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and proofreader at this point. And she's like, should I send this? Should I send this? And this friend is on the phone. So it's this lady trying to text who's clearly too drunk to fly and her friend who's on the phone going back and forth, mind you, while being on the phone, talking about how this sentence should be adjusted. And the entire terminal hears it. So like, oh, should I say no? You shouldn't send it. You need to add the. You were uh, you just got back from the Bourbon Street or something, and it's like, okay. So that all goes down. <laughs> then she eventually gets on the plane, and Brian, that was an hour and twenty minutes of pure torture. Like she started singing songs, oh and my god, every everybody was just like what in the flying fuck lady <laughs> and we had the omegas there and she barked at him oh my like, god. It, <laughs> yeah it, it just, should be noted there was there was uh, an omega fraternity convention in new orleans when we were there and i've yeah. never seen so much purple and gold in my life so that's good she well, was barking so, at them and one of their signature things is to go woo woo and <clears throat> she started doing that not an Omega, the whitest. Well, she wasn't really white. She was a white lady that looked like she had leather for skin. Ah. Um, you think it's talking landlord from something about Mary? Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. So she, yeah, really drew attention to herself. I, I, I honestly thought they would have some officers there for public intoxication on the other side. Nah. Um, but no, she apparently was just, you know part of the experience on Southwest. So <laughs> yeah, that was, that was my one and probably the worst one. I had another one where the lady got super drunk and started fighting with the, the, the stewardess. Um, really? Not. Uh, yeah. They didn't go very far. She ended up, she did end up getting arrested on the other side. Nice. Um, yeah. It, you know, it was just, I had a, I had a guy who, got so hammered on my flight from Oklahoma city to Chicago. He was already hammered and he kept ordering drinks. The flight attendant cut him off. And how did he take that? He was, well, he was sitting behind me and it was one of those like death tubes, right? Oh yeah. It was a single seat down the one side and two seats down the other. Gotcha. Well, it's Oklahoma city. So yeah, he he was sitting in the single seat and he was stretching his legs out into the aisle (laughs) Stretching is like put his legs on my like seat back, but like past my seat back. So I just had these boots like almost in my lap and I kept knocking them off my fucking seat. So that dude was, he was lit up all the way to Chicago. He eventually passed out and snored so fucking loud. Um, did not get arrested on the other side. So yeah, more of the story, I guess you can get as hammered as you want on a plane. You're rolling the dice. I'm, Thus far, I want to say I've seen two people out of the s- probably s- between six and ten. So you're batting at least three hundred. You guys, so you're saying I got a shot to get trashed like shit housed on a plane? Yeah, it's not easy, man. Like it fucks with your head. I've I've gotten drunk on a plane. I've never gotten drunk to the point of like not being able to move. But <laughs> I've, I've multiple times on flights from like New York to <clears throat> Austin. That's a four and a half hour flight. You leave there at about four o'clock in the afternoon. You've got nothing else to do. 
you're in first class, drinks are free, you do some work, have a drink, it catches up, you have about four or five drinks, you're drunk. Um, but it, it it makes you feel really weird because of the air pressure. So it's 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 like being drunk, but also being uh, how would I oxygen would I deprived? It's, yeah, it's like it's it's what I could imagine being drunk in high altitude feels. Yeah, like. you're drinking in high altitude. You, you and Parker know all about that freshman year. Uh, feels like shit. <laughs> yeah, well, that was up Keystone Mountain, right? I was like 18 years old. It was a different time. 17. I was like 17 when that happened. That's <laughs> oh, good. Y'all had to pay that homeless man to buy you 30 racks of PBRs. It's only the best. I sang Queen up and down the mountain. <laughs> like, God, that was honestly it sounds wow. like a glorious time. Those days, yeah, that, dude, that was so fucking fun. <laughs> uh, Snowboarding down Keystone at night, take a shot at the top, get down to the bottom, down a beer, and do it about four times. That's... And then definitely get get a ride home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've done four shots. I, that, well, that last time down, man, sketch. Sketch as fuck. I don't, I'm pretty sure we went down school marm fairly, not even slowly, like crawling. No. We, we just had to get to the bottom somehow. School marm makes sense to someone out there, not to me. Well, it's one of the most well-known runs in Colorado. School marm is this across-the-mountain long run it's the it's the run at keystone that gets you to all the other runs so and which one on ssx for xbox is that it is school marm <laughs> yeah so if you do if you do ssx on xbox at keystone school marm is one of the runs and it's long you mm. do a bunch of tricks on it mm. but yeah it crisscrosses the mountain um if you're not careful you can go down some real bad terrain like double blacks Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Frank, come on, man. This is like a family podcast. We're open to everyone here. Oh, oh every, every, yep, every type of ski run. God damn. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, yeah, man, that was a good time. I don't know how we got into snowboarding I, in Colorado, but uh, if you haven't gone, altitude, definitely do it. It's high great. altitude drinking. No, high, high altitude, altitude drinking. That's right. It. Yeah, it, it makes you feel real weird. There's a, there's a real level of, uh, Lucid awakeness. That lucid there. awakeness. Uh, I think lucid awakeness can describe my time, my Friday night in New Orleans. But we'll cover that uh, when the rest of the cast is on. Oh, my oh my! <laughs> Does it ever? That's, that's a pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink liquor very often. But when I do, no, but you can't in New in New Orleans. It's too hot to drink too many beers. You get bloated. Ah, well, I, I, I have my own theories about New Orleans and their drinking culture and their the problems within for flavor. But I'll cover that when everybody's on. I will say it's this: like, it's like eighties cocktail culture went to die, uh, yes. and it and it found a and resurrection. It brought a bunch of fruit flies <laughs> with it. Uh, anyway, uh, so. I don't know. So I didn't ask you when we were in New Orleans, and this is probably we'll we'll try to. Oh, no, I, pro- I probably won't be able to answer it now. Wrap it into where the listeners can actually give a shit. But the Charles Prince of Wales Stout that you brought, the pastry mm-hmm. stout from Big Ben Brewing. How did you procure that? How? Is yeah. That, is that like a white whale? 
So that's what I'm learning. I've had some conversations with some people. Once I posted that picture on Instagram, I got some comments and some direct messages and some text messages from people. How did you come across that beer? I will never reveal my sources, Brian, but if we stop recording, I'll tell you exactly how I got it. Okay, because the brewer reached out to me when I posted it to Untapped. And he was like, oh, nice, man. Thanks for the support. I was like, I told him, Jan, I will follow you to the ends of this earth. <laughs> I might have been drinking at the time when he messaged me that. But... <laughs> Jan has never responded back. No, he's not. But Jan is the man who's responsible for making the Caucasian from Texas Ale Project, the one that I dragged mm. y'all to go try, and then we were kind of severely disappointed. The white Russian stout or whatever? Mm-hmm. The white Russian imperial stout. And yeah. anyway, he had left Russian or Texas Ale Project by the time that beer went into production. So, but he is the like, small batch was probably a lot better. Oh, it was when I say it was phenomenal. Like, I, I it literally bring a tear to your eye. That's how damn good it was. I mean, and the batch that y'all had wasn't bad. It just wasn't what wasn't what it used to be, man. So, anyway. um. Yeah, man, I I saw a lot of people were jealous that you got to taste that one. Um, yeah, no, I I was I was jealous for them. <laughs> that beer was so fucking good. I I've heard a lot about pastry stouts, and I probably have had a couple that it would. Classify. Holy shit! It it only has sixty four reviews on Untapped. It's been out for two and a half months, two or three months. I think it has may, uh, more to do with the number of bottles that were actually produced, and being around. I don't know. 200 to 300 bottles oh really yeah wow it's super like it's it's a it's a it's a rare one so well i mean yeah so i mean our assistance in procuring uh came from listeners of the cast so i want to thank them dearly for that because that i definitely when i drank it it was exactly what I was hoping it would be, like just a perfectly balanced stout for – so for its level of alcohol, so, it was so well-balanced, you didn't, you didn't taste the alcohol. I'll just read the, I'll read the stats real quick, and we can talk about it. It's a 9.9% ABV with 50 IBUs, okay, which IBUs, that's a little even low for that much alcohol. It's a pastry stout brewed with cacao, Madagascar vanilla beans, Frank's like arch nemesis, Belgian candy sugar, lactose, ancho peppers, Brian's arch nemesis, cinnamon, and hazelnut. Now, what you may be saying to yourself is like, oh, I've had beers with each one of those ingredients in them, but I've never had a beer with all those ingredients in them. And you would be correct. <laughs> so, it's- And Brian, Brian's perfect description of this beer was a well-made prairie bomb. A well-made prairie bomb with lactose and van- and vanilla. Yep. Uh, so w- with lactose, you get this nice like sweetness that uh, like actually like, stays around. It doesn't or it doesn't doesn't stay around. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hello. Frank has been infiltrated. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, he can hear hey, you. Hey, Brian. Hey, Mrs. Frank. How are you? Mrs. What Frank you doing? Had book club night. Oh, okay, cool. We read Sleeping Beauties. Sleeping. It's not really not not so much a book club as a drink club. No, I spark notes it. <laughs> See, well, that's what I'm saying, right? Book club, book club, drinking club. What I'd you, spark notes for drinking. What club. are you guys 
talking about? We're talking about our, the beer that we had while we were in New Orleans, the uh, pastry style. Brian, we went to a beer when you left. That was pretty good. <laughs> <We> did. <laughs> and I took your picture. Did I see a post of it yet? I, no, I don't think I actually got the photo. Um, it's on Facebook. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. That's what people say when they looked at the photo and they ignored it. Oh uh, no, I don't Facebook. <laughs> you do too. <laughs> I just I just cross post from uh, Instagram over to Facebook on my personal profile. <sighs> it's for my mom. Fine, I don't. I try to get off the Facebook mom. teat. You know. Fine. <laughs> when is friends all coming to bed? I... <laughs> 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 Give me the microphone. <laughs> that might be the best quote <laughs> ever. Oh, goddamn. Well, that's <laughs> hilarious. No, so all right. So back to the Charles Prince of Wales. Uh, anyway, I just got rudely interrupted there. <laughs> Frank, that's what you get for doing a podcast out of your laundry room. People well, fuck it, off, okay? This it, is what I got. Really? Not, not everybody in the house is a man cave. Okay? <laughs> it's a brew room, okay? Man cave uh, sounds very butthole-like. This is a brew room. Okay. All right. That's what we do here. Now, I, so to end the, the Charles Prince of Wales beer story, it's super rare. Thank you very much for sharing it with me. I really no, do you're appreciate welcome. it. That beer is phenomenal. I was told... When I purchased it, that it it was very rare. So they were limiting it to one bottle per person, which is fair. Um, I I did try to get two, but um, nor- normally I try to get two. When someone says we don't do two, you you know it's kind of rare. Right. But it, it, I've never had, I guess, probably one that's that rare because I normally don't like go i don't know i'm similar to you like i'm not gonna go stand in line right no for rare beers so this we 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 stumbled upon this due to some very fortunate circumstances um, connections and and they were they're great people and uh yeah allowed me to purchase it and it it was phenomenal i think the way for for those of you who are looking to taste something that's similar Go get a, a prairie bomb. Yeah, it's it's similar, but imagine a prairie bomb that has it's, no ethanol flavor. It's prairie bomb, but with the smoothness of Avery milk stout. Yes, or left hand exactly. le- left hand milk stout. I'm sorry, le- left hand or or uh, not Avery the um, the oatmeal stout from the gold label with the gold fl- gold leaf flake on the bottle. Are you talking about the? It's from Germany. Nope, England. Or England, yeah. Yeah. They make the banana Fuller's, whatever. Fuller's yeah. chocolate stout. Yeah, that's close. That's so close. that that to me would be another good example. It's 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 phenomenal and the likelihood of you being able to pick it up is is not high, which but is if you see um, if you see a local But if you brewer, see it buy it. If like, you just, see a, if you see a local brewer who tries to make something like that, give it a shot and let us know what you think. I have a feeling that it's probably sorry. It's not going to be as good as what we had, but it, mm-hmm. it, um, it's a style that's up and coming. Uh, people like to shit upon it pretty hard because that is not an easy beer a to make, but b an easy beer to drink. It's not. 
because it is so it has so many ingredients, it can be very very filling very quickly, and the uh, caloric intake that a beer like that hits you with is it's unfortunate. <laughs> Just to give you a heads up. I mean, for for as much kind of flavor and, and alcohol oh, yeah. as was in that beer. It's a one and done and you're set for the night. <laughs> but it was so easy to drink. Like I, I I cannot describe how easy that beer went down. Oh yeah. It tasted like it's like what I what I would imagine most people love butter, right? <laughs> it's like eating butter. I fucking hate butter. But it's, it's, it's like, like eating butter. <laughs> eating melted butter. You just got it in a bowl and you just Put it on some pancakes. Think about how easy that goes down. That's probably this beer. Uh, so, so, are you? I, I I'm on my last beer of the night, and uh, it's just us two. You want to? Uh, is there anything that you have left to say before we wrap it up right at the hour mark? Leave the leave the listeners wanting more. Yeah, I, I got one more thing. Um, really, it comes down to. Yeah, I guess I guess it's a topic. It's not really a topic, but it's it's a quick hitter. So it's been real frustrating as of late when uh, – so I, f- I feel like people are once again getting inundated with these market collapse ads everywhere, right? Like invest in gold, invest in da-da-da-da-da-da-da. It it just seems like we're getting back to that stage of advertising and like it's only going to pick up steam here. Just be weary, people. Just be weary. These are just people trying to sell you products for commission. They don't care about your long-term financial viability. They're not there to give you free advice. They're there to sell you shit. So you mean I shouldn't um, have redone my mortgage in Bitcoin? I mean, it's that it's it's the it's the you've heard that ad, right, where they go, oh, you can uh, get in on the Bitcoin craze by taking out a home equity line of credit. Like, how fucking (laughs) insane are you? (laughs) Not only are you taking out a line of credit on something that's been appreciating since 2010, so likely at its peak appreciation for this cycle. You're taking out a line of credit on that, and you're buying something that has appreciated <laughs> at a thousand times what your house has, and now you're putting it in there, hoping for I guess ten percent return. I don't, like I don't know what you're hoping for. Um, so yeah, this is, this is super interesting to me. I I always find it very fascinating. I, I know the other day when I was talking on the cast, I was like, gold's actually fairly cheap right now. Gold is fairly cheap, and I can only imagine with the influx of the new commercials, and I don't know, maybe this time around they're like buy Bitcoin instead of buy gold. I don't know. We'll have to kind of listen to the commercials on the radio. But um, <laughs> That's a terrifying Actually, t- tune in to the prices, right? It'll tell you what to buy. It won't tell you <laughs> when to sell. No. But as soon as you start seeing like heavy metals start being a thing or Bitcoin or whatever on the prices, right? That's when you fucking buy the shit out of them because <laughs> grandma and grandpa are about to get scammed. And then, <laughs> grandma, grandpa. and then, then you're going to be the grandson or the granddaughter. That's like, Oh, I'm out. Pull the parachute. When you make your kind of 
double your money on that because that's that's what happened last time around. You have to make your inheritance work for you. That's what we I, say. Hundred percent. And I'm not selling <laughs> shit. I get no commission. I get no commission on this. Even all though I'm I should. Tell, all I'm telling you is is go watch <laughs> fucking anything Steve Harvey does uh-huh. or The Price Is Right, and you'll see pretty quick what your grandma's about to buy. Also, another tip on the grandparents, be sure that you uh, monitor their credit cards because oh, QVC yeah. is a hell of a drug. It's oh, like heroin. Oh, my old. God. It is like heroin. For, imagine if you had nothing to do and the golf course was closed. Now think about that. You would, run, you would run for president? No, you watch oh. HSN and QVC all day. Oh, okay. Every time they go today's special value, Grandpa's like, "Buy ten of them. We can double our money tomorrow." No, Grandpa. Double our money? Is your Grandpa selling Grandad- shit from you, QVC? This is a sellout, Dad. Granddad, <laughs> this is like Ivanka Trump putting her clothes on clearance. Oh, she does she's that. Closing her fucking label. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they're doing that because that's not a thing anymore. That doesn't but make yeah. me happy. Well, those are going to be collector's items, Brian. Oh, is for... that what it is? Oh, actually, you know what? I might stock up on it and then have a nice little Trump-style bonfire. No, you don't want to do a bonfire. You want to sell it back to the jack wagons. Well, <laughs> you know, the other thing is is, is it's profit. all made out of Lycra, so I might really just be putting... Just melting like, things? Well, that and just intoxicating my whole neighborhood. I, yeah, maybe, oh, yeah, maybe don't do that. Yeah, it's a good point. It's yeah, it's dangerous. You don't want to put children in danger. To but, prove yeah. your point, I, okay. So that's good. So monitor their credit cards. Buy yep. heavy metals, and I'm not talking no, well, Pantera. No, 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 no. Buy a not lot of heavy metal. You said plutonium. Double I down said, on plutonium. I said, I said, watch the prices. Right, see what they're pushing. Okay, because I mean, freaking, we've been pushing reverse mortgages. For what, ten years now? At, at Maybe least. fifteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. How about you sell your house back to the bank so your kids can have nothing? Sounds good. But I get a thanks, lump of change, thanks. right? <laughs> but I get to live there until I'm dead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you do because you're not going to kick an old person out onto the street. Just have fucking millions of homeless old people. The banks aren't that stupid. Like, or are they stupid like a okay. stupid like a fox? <laughs> and we got. You know what sounds better is the bank being my landlord. <laughs> I love that idea. It just sounds phenomenal. Maybe actually that's what I'll do with this house. I'll pay it off and I'll sell it back to the bank. That's my cool. long con. I don't have to pay rent. I'm going to get them good. Well, the, hey, do, does that circumvent you paying a higher property tax? No. Oh, so well, fuck off then. What are we it, doing here? <laughs> well, so the reverse mortgage is only on the value of the house. You still have to maintain the property taxes. Well, fuck and then that. If there's a lien filed against it, I do believe the bank takes over the house. The the, the house, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a whole scam. So don't don't get reverse mortgages. Make sure grandma and grandpa don't have access to do that. Maybe put your name on the deed. Have them <laughs> hey, Graham, Graham and Gramps, I'm a I'm gonna change the name on this deed to my names and we'll your names. Put the trust. Oh, you can put trust. the trust name on the deed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen, people are living older. Alzheimer's is a thing. What? You know, what just make sure they're not making these decisions without at least a little <laughs> bit of control over. I mean, we we are we are young people waiting to get old to get 
childish again. That's okay. essentially that's life. So getting childish again. You don't want you don't want your five year old signing away a deed on a property. Grandma's ninety five. She doesn't need to be signing away shit yet. Yet, but what if no. one day you can get a really good rate if your five year old signs signs for the lease on the <laughs> holy <house>. shit? <laughs> Nothing more infuriating than parents tanking their kids' credit. What Nothing my parents opened up a credit card and my names and their names when I was like ten, and I got God, great credit. Damn. I got a credit score of five. That's lower the five five thousand. Is that good? Nothing more infuriating than that. I. I did not have that happen. No. But it, it I mean, uh, it sets your kid back so fucking far. Oh, they've got Honestly, 20. If your kid, if your kid comes out of college and you have some savings that can help them buy a house or help them buy something, or you're about to buy something and they can co-sign on it with you, that'll build their credit to pristine levels way faster than any credit card will. So that's another little bit of a, a tip of the hat to Frank's advise. financial tips. Uh, well, get your kid's credit score built up. It's more important than college. <laughs> well, maybe not more important, but say, it's equally as important. Right? Depends like, on what I'm not going to pay for college, but I'll get you a pristine credit rating. <laughs> it depends on what your kid's talents are. Because, you know, if they're just skating by with uh, C's in high school. Yeah, but I mean... If, it's if, an if, investment if, here, fellas. If little Johnny's doing heroin at 16 and he's had well, no life Jesus troubles, Christ, get your kid off of heroin before you start investing in their future. That's all I'm going to say. Not my choice. Step it's one. not my choice. Okay. Well, <clears throat> hopefully your kid's not doing heroin at six or however. 16. Uh, yeah, 16. I'm not a monster, sorry. That's right around the age where they start doing it nowadays is what is I heard. It? It's heroin and Trump. anal at 16. Well, Trump actually calls them the adolescent zombies. Have you not heard this? What? No. no right. You know what? I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Crack, heroin, Nolan's center of the epidemic. All right. Of the adoles- adolescent zombies. And they're all driving Ubers. It's fucking weird. <laughs> okay, uh, really weird. I'm, you know what? I, you know what? My favorite part of the weekend in New Orleans was is making all those Lyft drivers laugh their asses off. That was the the line at the Ruby Slipper. <laughs> the line at the oh, that was the <laughs> worst. That was the yeah. No, worst. I I agree. I listen. It's it's one of those things. Okay, I, you know I've I traveled a lot and. One of your kind of most consistent experiences traveling is you and another person in a car alone for 30 minutes, 40 minutes heading to or from an airport. And you can, in 30 minutes, get to know people pretty freaking well. Um, I have lots of times, and Brian wouldn't be surprised by this, but had full-on like life conversations with these people sent them information on how they can, you know, get student loans through um, different services to go to community college and all this shit. Like told people, Hey, if you're going to go back to technical school, don't learn how to weld. If you're good at math, learn how to code, like gone through. And I just I, I I enjoy talking to people. It's something that I just have grown to really 
like. And that's one of the better places to do it. So, yeah, I agree, man. It's a good time. Uh, so as we wrap up, I wanted to, um, I wanted to get this thought in your head and, uh, our listeners head. So I, uh, I've been listening to the whiskey tribe, which is this uh, group of whiskey nerds in Austin. And every, at the end of every one of their little videos, they have a toast that they do. And they say, here's to fighting, drinking, and stealing, or to, 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 to fighting, stealing, and drinking. If you fight, fight for a friend. If you steal, steal a lover's heart. And if you drink, drink with us. And that's their toast that they close out with. Pretty fucking cool. In my opinion, one of the better toasts that I've heard from like a group of people. So what I said to myself was, why the fuck don't we have no beer left behind toast? Okay? And I'm not talking about that, here's to you, here's to me. If we ever disagree, fuck you, here's to me. Because that's... Well, I mean, that's also not an original toast. <laughs> it's not an original toast, one, two... It's very college, and if this last weekend has taught me anything, I am not in college anymore, <laughs> is what it's taught me. So, like, you don't have to come up with one on the spot. I'm just saying. Just be racking your brain. Think about a no beer left behind toast. Listeners, feel free. If you uh, if you think of one, shoot us a little message over on the, tw- on the Twitter tweets or the Instagram pics at no beer left cast. Let us know what the, what the no beer left behind toast was. It would be even if it's just like a line from a toast. We can maybe we can work it in. Maybe we can fill in the blanks. We can mad lib this thing together, and we can have like a parting nobody left behind toast at the end of the podcast. I agree, and I think it 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 should be done within the next thirty some odd days because baby college football is coming back. Oh Fashion brains, God. CTE. Bring it back. <laughs> CTE, no pay. All right. That's right. You know, okay, so I agree, I absolutely agree on the toast. One of the funniest things I saw was Trent Dilfer apparently commented on some shit, and he said he, he – like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a bunch of conspiracy theory denial shit. CTE wasn't something that he thought was as big of a problem, and – and someone responded back and he said, Trent, that's because you have CTE. <laughs> that makes sense. It was, I, I laughed at it. I thought it was pretty funny. Even though it's a horrible disease, we don't want it. Okay. All right. Well, but I'm going to go ahead and hit this so you can get to uh, Mrs. Frank waiting on you. So, uh, uh, I mean, she seemed like she was... She needed some help. <laughs> she seemed like she was on her last call. <laughs> she was shooting two episodes in one night, and uh, she was not doing good at faking the second episode. Brian, it's called Book Club. Book Club. I need to get me in a book club. I think it sounds like fun book club. Uh, so for us here at Nobody Left Behind, so for Frank and Brian here at Nobody Left Behind, we thank you for joining us this week and every week. Be sure to subscribe to us over on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Music, Google Podcasts is a thing now. Got that downloaded on the old Android device. Looking clean AF over there. Uh, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you can rate and review us. If you have an iTunes account, please do that to help other people find us. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at NoBeerLeftCast on both of those social media platforms. 
Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of. Tell us, hey, we'll holler back at you, all right? So for Brian, here in North Texas, till next time, I'm out. For Frank in far, 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 far north McAllen, Texas, the central hangout of the border crisis, I'm out. Hey!